Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Chris Barrow, and Lee Milner. Are you well? I always am well. Are you well? <laughs> I thought you were. Excellent. <laughs> Well, it's episode seven. I know. Seven's your lucky number. I know, I know. Born seventh of the seventh, eh? Why are you saying this now? It's too late for people to send you presents. Oh, it's past. It's past already. <laughs> it's been, no for, worries. For next year. For next year, for next year, yeah. When you're 21 again. Yeah, again, of course. Again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Well trained. See? Good. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the show then. Hope you're very well. We've got loads lined up for you today. Uh, last month, if you missed our episode, though, it was another good one, I have to say. Yeah, our June episode focused on the first ever virtual reality church. With that avatar, there's a sense of anonymity, and with that anonymity comes deep authenticity. You just like that he was called DJ Soto. Yeah, I'm sure that I saw him in, a, in Ibiza once. <laughs> DJ Soto from VR. To... No, maybe I'm getting my DJs mixed up. VR DJing, though, now there's an idea. I know. Uh, <laughs> this month... Borderlands 3 is on the way very soon. In fact, we'll be reviewing it hopefully next month if it arrives in time. Uh, they've revealed some of their exclusive merchandise that comes along with the game. Uh, it's a statue of one of the villains in the series called the Rampager, mm. which sounds a bit dodgy that anyway. sounds a bit weird. Uh, and it's an incense holder <gasps> version of the Rampager. I love incense holders. What's your favourite incense scent? Because you know there's one that's orange something. Is it Bergam- Bergamont? Bergam- Bergamo? Bergamot? Could be Bergamot. Bergavan? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you could get an incense stick that smells of, like, your favourite fast food. Wow. Like, oh, I fancy a McDonald's one today. Okay. I don't think I would necessarily want that. Other, other fast food chains available. Wow, well done. Uh, we're going to have a roundup <laughs> of the worst merchandise of all time. And oh. there's some really dodgy stuff out there, let me tell you. Okay, and this month we continue to focus on gaming addiction. We'll hear from one gamer who struggled to stop playing and a treatment centre that helps people to recover. As for new releases, Harry Potter Wizards Unite has finally been released in the UK. Apparently it was supposed to get released in early access in Australia and New Zealand, uh, where Georgia Mills is still at the moment, but Georgia never actually managed to download the game, so... <laughs> So much oh for early access. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, we've had a good go at it. Well, I've had a particularly good go at it, uh, practising the flick of my wand slash mobile phone. OK. Um, <laughs> staying with mobile gaming, Love Island, the game is out now. I've been you know, I've been looking forward to this one, you know. You've been watching the series loads. Hang on. I've been watching the series. On your own? We've, absolutely... we've been watching nope. the series I, loads. No, nope. we're recording now, so I'm not prepared to right. admit this Right, OK. Okay, we'll see tonight then. Um, so we'll be seeing if the game is any good. As for Retro Revival, last month we sent back the Tamagotchi because it was rubbish and update, 
we did actually get the refund from Amazon, so well done. <laughs> it's been reinvested into more games, uh, which is good news. Yeah, this time round, though, it's Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled Nitrous Oxide Edition. I'm so excited for this. I can't believe you said the title right. I, oh, I, I said it slowly. <laughs> With a lot of practice. Uh, yeah, and we said it had potential to be the best game of all time. Spoiler alert, it is. First up today, our gaming tat correspondent, Alex Rhodes, has been looking at the worst gaming merchandise that has ever been released. Bye. Gaming company Numskull has revealed its official range of Borderlands 3 merchandise and the highlight, a 37cm tall statue of the new villain of the series, the Rampager, that you can use as an incense holder. Because who doesn't need a branded incense holder to help them rampage their way to a state of zen relaxation? When Fallout 76 came out, there was a special Power Armor edition, yours for a hefty £199 that included a wearable helmet and a bag to keep it in. You might also recall the false advertising backlash when people realised that the bag was nylon instead of the canvas promised by the promotional material. Well, Bethesda has sent out replacement canvas bags now, so everyone's happy, right? Uh, No. The new bags certainly are canvas and seem to be a vast improvement, but some people still aren't satisfied, saying it's too thin and isn't military-grade canvas, just in case you have to use it in an actual nuclear apocalypse. And if you thought that was bad, then you haven't played the game itself. Three. In at number three, it's Mass Effect 3. If you got the collector's edition from EB Games, you got a metal game case, an in-game weapon, and a bizarre-looking inflatable Omniblade. It's worth a Google, but for reference, it looks just like a giant inflatable middle finger, which, coincidentally, was what most reviewers and fans thought of the ending. Two. Sonic the Hedgehog is an iconic part of many of our childhoods and remains a hit with the youth today. So what would you think to give out to the fans on the game's 10th anniversary? A toy? A remake of the first game? No. Sega decided to go with a crystal wine glass. That's right, Sega released a special edition wine glass for a game suitable for all audiences. Can't down a Chateau Neuf de Pap in one? You're too slow! One. Angry Birds, the casual game that took the mobile software markets by storm. There's just about every kind of Angry Birds merchandise that you can think of, as well as a pretty terrible movie. But clearly they used up all their good ideas pretty quickly. So someone in the merchandise department went to work, sat down at their desk and thought long and hard for a different way to flog that horse. What did they come up with? A bra! That's right, a bra. There's an Angry Bird on one side and a green pig on the other. Please insert your own joke. Thank you, Alex Rhodes, our gaming tat merchandise correspondent. And actually, on an unrelated note, I saw a blue tit in the garden the other day, although it didn't look angry. (laughs) Just quickly, there's a bit of gaming news as well. Yeah, people are discovering on the PS4 that if you press the square button on the secret trophies, it will actually tell you how to unlock them. Yeah, Did this, you know that? This is an article that you sent me, which um, yeah. I blew my mind. Because, you know, when you're trying to unlock trophies mm-hmm. and achievements and mm-hmm. stuff, some of them are hidden with a question mark. Yeah. And most people thought, well, I don't know how to get these. Yeah. But then apparently... It, it's been there for five years. Just press... Literally in front of your face. Square. Yeah. Anyway. Now well, you no. know. <laughs> exactly. Busy night, but there's always room for another. Now, earlier this year, we discussed gaming addiction, which has been listed as a mental health condition by the World Health Organization. It came up because Prince Harry said he wanted Fortnite to be banned because it was created to addict. 
Since then, the makers of Fortnite say they were surprised when Prince Harry called the game irresponsible. Well, one gamer has been sharing his story with us. Hi, my name's John and I've been in recovery from gaming addiction since 2014. I started gaming as a youngster. I was born in the mid-70s and, you know, when I was young it was mainly computers, Commodore 64. And I really liked it and never saw it as a problem. I think as it escalated as I got older and it was um, when the internet really became quite a big thing back on dial-up and then on broadband connections. Um, people noticed it was a problem way before I ever noticed it was an issue. My partner used to approach me quite a lot uh, when I would come in from work and try and stop me playing the computer, trying to get me to spend time with her and my children. And even then, even though it was consuming my life outside of work, I never really saw it as an issue. I used to like playing a lot of first-person shooter games and used to really get immersed in, in the online world. I think as I started to get older, it ended up costing me quite a lot of things. I was unemployed for quite a long time. And when I was unemployed, I just sunk into the world even more. It becomes sort of an escape from me, um, just a way to get away from the way I was feeling and just to deal with everyday life. I finally got help in, in 2014 and um, it was going into a treatment centre in Essex called Sanctuary Lodge where back when I went in it was quite new and when I went in I learned that really the gaming was an escape for me, it became a way to actually deal with everyday life um, and it was myself, I needed to have a look at really what was going on inside that was causing the problems, you know, why I was needing to escape from the real world and into this world. And I'd done a lot of really good work on myself. I learned how to live, um, you know, being me and, and to deal with everyday life without having to use it as an escape. I, since leaving the treatment centre, I've had varying degrees of actually staying completely abstinent. I don't believe for someone like myself that there is any moderating it. it. For me, it would come under the same category as any other type of addiction. I have, over the last sort of four and a half years or so, convinced myself um, on a couple of occasions that my time away from it would qualify me, you know, to be able to do it normally. So I've, um, I've downloaded games, I have a PC at home. Uh, one time I even got a console as well. And what I noticed with it was in a day or so, I'm back to doing what I was doing um, and it consuming my life again so I now have to look at it as complete abstinence from gaming which you know can be difficult for me because I always enjoyed um, the competition um, I almost looked at it as like a sport now I've heard people say that you know gaming should be banned even Prince Harry said that Fortnite should be banned um, I don't ever think that you can ban um, a game as a whole. I don't think really it's the game that's the problem. I think if you really look at it, it's more of a social aspect now, um, the way people live, the way people are brought up, constantly seeking escapism in social media, gaming in general. And I think that's they're the things that need to be addressed and not actually banning some game. Very powerful to hear from John there, not his real name, so what can you do about gaming addiction, if anything? Well, let's hear from Eitan Alexander, who's the founder of the UK Addiction Treatment Group, which is known as UCAT. Gaming addiction is like any other addiction. It's a compulsive obsessive disorder which gets us to do the same thing over and over and over again and think this time the result will be different. So how do you help people with gaming addiction? We look at the, the underlying root causes because ultimately um, addiction itself 
is is the manifestation of of something where I I I've got a hole somewhere which a void which I need to fill, and with the game he fills it with uh, with gaming. But really, it's about the root causes. We would look at their low self esteem or the fantasy world that they're entering into instead of their everyday life and what they're trying to escape from. And instead of like trying to address these uh, issues in a in a healthy way. They sweep it under the carpets and and we look underneath the carpets um, through th- talking therapies and what we need to look at is through group therapy within treatment uh, in a in a safe setting is those commonalities um, where people get some identification of what's truly going on for them. And do we know who it's most likely to affect? Gaming addiction can, fe- can affect anyone of any age, gender, race or sex. As addiction, as addiction does not discriminate against anyone, um, there's this thought process that it, that it is a younger generation. Generally, it would be, but when the gaming's been around now for long enough, where you would find, you know, people in their thirties and forties who who are playing and and spending extreme amounts of time. And most people who come in, they may be using drink or drugs around this as well to so that they can stay out for longer. But ultimately, this uh, addiction can affect anyone. Thanks to Eitan Alexander from UCAT. And if it's something you've experienced, let us know. Gaming at NakedScientist.com Now, we'll continue looking at gaming addiction. Let's hear from Dr. Pete Etchells, who's written a book called Lost in a Good Game, Why We Play Video Games and What They Can Do for Us. Part of the book is about my my dad, uh, and my dad died when I was um, 14 of motor neurone disease. And I talk in the book about how um, games played um, a, a big role at the time, I didn't realise it so much, but looking back and thinking about it in the context of the book, I realised that games played a big role both in terms of how I processed his diagnosis and how I tried to deal with um, the aftermath of his death. I don't really want to say everybody should play video games to get over grief and things like that, because I don't think it will work for everybody in the same way. It did work for me, and I'm very thankful for, for that, though. When you hear about gaming and people playing games, it usually tends to be that the word addiction is not too far uh, down the line, you know. It, and, and we've, in, in fact, on this podcast in previous episodes, a couple of months ago, we spoke about gaming addiction and the World Health Organization classifying it as kind of like a, a mental health condition. But also, there's treatment centres for gaming addiction. Uh, and I guess it's interesting because you sort of came at it that you wanted to basically say, well, hang on a second, some of the scientific research here is not pointing towards that conclusion. Um, So there's a group of scientists who argue that um, it's perhaps a little bit too premature to formally diagnose something such as gaming disorder, because really the the scientific research isn't quite there yet. And I think our argument comes from the fact that we don't really have a good handle yet on what gaming addiction or gaming disorder, or however you want to label it, what it actually looks like and, and who it affects. And I think that's the key problem. So I'd say that, you know, Everybody on both sides of the debate is trying to do the right thing. And I don't think anybody is suggesting that there aren't some people out there for whom gaming can become a really problematic thing. Thanks to Dr. Pete Etchells from Bath Spa University and his book Lost in a Good Game is out now. 
You're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Lee Milner and Chris Barrow. Let's look at new releases, starting with Harry Potter Wizards Unite. I mean, I like to call this Harry Potter Go, and I think I have done for about four months, <laughs> to be pretty, honest with Yeah, you, you have. Uh, it's the same game, essentially, as Pokemon Go, and it's made by the same company, Niantic. Was that... No way. Well, I've been getting to grips with this game quite a lot. Uh, It's a long pause, isn't it? (laughs) So, okay, let me just put my cards on the table. I love Harry Potter. I really like uh, okay. Harry Potter. We went to see The Cursed yeah. Child in the theatre. Yes. For my birthday. Uh-huh. And, and I really, you know, I like Harry Potter. Uh, first things first, you've got to name your character. Okay. In this open world, real life roaming game. So you walk around, like Google Maps, uh-huh. essentially. You can see your little character there. Uh, you find little icons, you click on them, and then it all turns into virtual reality. Okay. Or altered reality, AR as they call it. Uh, and you see, like, Hagrid about to you know, accidentally get hit by the tube, which is, which is, what? I know, because you put your, you hold your phone that's up brutal. To, to real life. I don't think that's supposed to be part of the game, but you hold your phone up and like now, if, if I was playing, I'd hold my phone up and then I might see, I don't know, like a wizard standing on the desk, for oh, example. So it's quite clever. Cool. It's quite clever. Yeah. Um, so I had to name my character. Um, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I never realised that it was Hermione. When right. I was a child, I read the name and it, it, I thought it was Hermione. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's bad, isn't it? And you're a radio presenter. I know, and I've just boys and it. girls. This is a don't worry about it. If you've got no qualifications, just be a radio presenter. <laughs> if you think it's hurt me, own you're still you you're still make it. What do you think my name was then when you first met me? Lech. Lech. <laughs> so I decided to name my character Hermione with a H E R M Y O W N because I thought that was funny. It was already taken because somebody else thought it was funny. Yeah. So then I named myself Hermione. Because I thought that was funny too. And that wasn't taken, so there we go. Right. Anyway, so I played for about 30 minutes, which drained 30% of my battery. Oh, wow. So it's really like per minute 1% yeah. of battery. It's like Pokemon in one sense, but you don't have to catch them all. So what's the point of the game? Well, exactly. So you, you're supposed to get stickers of people that you come across instead of Pokemon. Um... And I really didn't like that at all. Like, You're not really you co- convincing me here, to be honest. No, well, it's it doesn't not- seem like there's a point. It seems quite good and fancy, and it must mm. be great to see kind of the characters in like looking in front of you exactly. on your phone. But if there's no point to the game, what's the point? Exactly. Well, so the altered reality is better if you turn it off completely because it didn't work for me at all on any occasion. But then, what's the point of the game? Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe though is voice acting in it so i'd say the voice acting is very good all the actors and actresses are there mm. the music's excellent as well it, you know they paid the money there but the fundamental problem is that you're not catching pokemon <laughs> you're not catching and battling <laughs> it's not pokemon go guys it's, so it's don't... not pokemon go i don't really know why they made you can't this game catch them all <laughs> but pokemon was good because and you remember when we played this for a little bit yeah. you'd catch them and then you'd go to like a gym a real life like yeah. location yeah. you'd leave your pokemon there and it would fight for your faction love it like red blue and yellow in this you don't th- there's, no, there's no. nothing what you should have to do is kind of walk around meet wizards and then when you come up to the wizard you could have like a, a spell fight with them yeah but that is what i wanted and that's not what i got all oh, right so niantic if you're listening lee is available to hire <laughs> 
What would you give it out of ten? Three out of ten, only if you absolutely love Harry Potter. Uh, you can get it from the App Store on iPhone now. That's what I played it on. Oh, there's a really funny story we've got to mention as well. Um, because the, it uses real-life locations... This is a kid's game, right? But the yeah. designers obviously didn't check every location. One of them in London, that's like a greenhouse that you can get some <laughs> herbs from, turns out to be a strip club. <gasps> no! It's a strip club no! in London. Oh, my goodness. Like it's all lo- these little children going to yeah. this... To this location to get some Harry Potter magic beans or whatever. <laughs> well, let's hope they didn't ask for them there. <laughs> anyway, they've removed the location from the game now. Well done. Good. Stop kidding around. Snake. Snake! Okay, so next, a game which the world doesn't really need, imaginatively called Love Island, the game released by Fusebox. Play as one of the girls in the brand new Love Island mobile game. Experience the thrill of the chase, the temptation of love, and all the sizzling drama in between. Download now to couple up, graft, cheat, or crack on. It's time to play the game and do whatever it takes to bag your dream man. You'd be a mug to miss it. Love Island the game. Download and play. I, I can't believe I'm even going to admit this, but I actually quite enjoyed Love Island you the game. You love it. I... No, not just the game, the whole series. <laughs> Look, OK. It's got to the point where now we base our lives around Love Island. It's like, when do we have dinner... When do we? When have we got to sort Bailey the rabbit out? When are we recording this before Love Island? When are we recording this? Are we? Have we got time for Love Island? Right. I've even got the Love Island bottle. You're the worst. You're the worst person for buying buying the water bottle. It's actually eight minutes to nine right now. (laughs) Love Island. We need to to get going. (laughs) Come on, quick, wrap this up. Right. (laughs) So, what about? What do you think about the game? Um, Love Island, the game, surprisingly good. Now, Mm. the first thing I'll say is you cannot play as a male character. (laughs) It's sexist. <laughs> Which is a bit odd. Uh, so I started off, and I, I, you know, as you've heard from my last review, I like to create a funny character name. Uh, because we've recently finished watching Game of Thrones, and because it's in, there's a lot of, like, beach and sand, I've called it Missandy. Miss, Missandy? Missandy? Well done. Sand. Okay, I called mine Poppy. <laughs> Not as imaginative as yours. Okay. Day one in, in the Love Island house... I was introducing myself to my fellow housemates and, and Lottie, right? Uh-huh. Lottie goes, oh, what, what do you do as a job? And I said, well, I'm a classical cellist. <laughs> which was, I can't believe... How many classical cellists do you get on Love Island? <laughs> which I can't believe was an even, even an option. So I think there's, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek in the writing of this game. A mobile game, you know, you can choose the options, basically. Um, then Lottie goes, oh, it's like you looked at a violin and we're like, oh, can I get that in super size? <laughs> That is one of the best lines. I love it. That's so good, isn't it? This is great. This is great. Um, And I I mean, I only got through day one, to be honest with you, but it was free to play to start with and it was quite good. What did you you think? Yeah, I I liked it. It's a bit like Sims, isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly like Sims. But I, you know what? It's like Sims mixed with uh, Pokemon on the Game Boy. (laughs) Yeah, because because it's like, you know, the battles in Pokemon where you come face to face. And it comes up with little titles and it kind of talks you through the game. Select your options. Yeah, and, you know, if you're a big fan of of things like that, then you'll you'll love this. But it does get quite expensive, doesn't it? Well, it's really weird because you get given a certain amount of tokens and every day in the Love Island villa that Mm. you complete, you get like a gem. Uh, But if you want sort of conversation options, you have to spend your tokens and gems and you know tickets on that mm. um and it's really a lot like it's five quid to get i think 20 gems or something and they you, you can burn through them really quick you know buy an outfit for your character which i did and it looked like she'd been savaged by a shark <laughs> on my outfit um 
because it was all. <laughs> have, you, have you watched Love Island? Well, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> no, but all her clothes are torn. It's quite expensive quite quickly, so that yeah. might put me off in the long run, but it was quite entertaining. It was, yeah. I quite liked it. What would you say? I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was a funny game. You can see the writers are a if bit you, tongue-in-cheek. If you like that sort of thing. Yeah. You don't have the voiceover guy. That's the one thing it's missing, I think. Ah. Ian Sterling. You need there voiceover. You, go. you, could, you could ask to do that. What, on the app? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sidelining cash. Four months Ian Sterling coming up here. I'll, I'll take that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think six out of ten. Pretty good. Available now on the App Store. <laughs> Time now for Retro Revival this month, the most highly anticipated game of this podcast ever. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled oh, Nitrous Oxide Edition remade by Beanox. Oh, I love this so much. This was my childhood. It's go- I mean, literally, I played this probably every day for as long as I can remember. Um, and it's. I think this one's even better. You pesky earth slugs like to race, eh? <laughs> well, I, Nitrous Oxide, am the fastest racer in the galaxy. You're no match for me. <laughs> Get ready to race for the fate of your planet. So was it as good as you remember? Because you played a yeah, lot of Crash yeah, Team yeah, Racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it brought back all those memories. And I think I think it definitely is better than the original. Just because you can see what's going on a bit more. It's got more levels, more choice of characters. The graphics are so much better. It's just enhanced the the superb game that it already was. And what I really like about it, because I actually didn't play the original, but you can choose go-karts and you know character models that were the original ones that look quite blocky so you, mm-hmm. you can get that kind of original feeling but it's such a smooth running game although to be honest i thought i was much better than i actually am because <laughs> you beat me every single time and i think i got in a bit of a strop the other day yeah and chucked the controller and said i'm never playing again yeah sorry yeah. So, but you've learned all these little cheats and stuff. Well, and, you it's, know, the, the one thing is the drifting is key because you boost, boost, boost three times to get a little bit of extra yeah. speed, and you're you're still coming to terms with the triple yeah, you, boost. You've obviously been practicing while I've been away. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you're pretty angry about that. Yeah, I am pretty angry about that because I thought it was amazing at it. <laughs> so, should you buy the nitrous oxide edition? What you get is the star skins. Uh, you get Coco Crash Cortex. You get lots of kind of alternate ones. Uh, you get new levels as well that are being introduced, new kind of racetracks. In and they're fact, good, aren't they? Well, they did this big update, which had loads of chickens that was annoying us. Do you remember? There, yeah. was, there was that kind of, oh, here's, a, here's the Grand Prix mode, which what is an online What was that about? It was weird, wasn't it? But they're releasing content each month, which is amazing, really. Yeah, that is fantastic. So, what are you saying, then? I think this, get ready. Okay. The first 10 out of 10 game well. of the entire series, is it? Well, it's your first 10 out of 10 ever, because you always give them about two or three. <laughs> I'm pretty harsh, but I think because of the graphics, because of the excellent game that it's always been, the choice of characters, the choice of tracks, it has definitely got a 10 out of 10 for me. So Crash Team Racing nitro Fueled Nitrous Oxide Edition is out now, PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Power up. And that's it for this month. Next time, I'm hoping to get hold of one of the new edition Tamagotchis <gasps> coming very soon. Can't wait. I think it's got one extra button and also it's in colour and they can get married. So I think our goal should be for, for our characters that's nice. to get married. It's just got to be better, though, than the last one. You killed it in one day. I didn't kill it. It died. It died on it, its own. Because you didn't feed it. <laughs> I didn't feed it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear how that happened, let's remind ourselves of how it oh, went down. No. Pancake face is dead.
I don't think he lasted 24 hours. Yeah, I hope you can keep it alive for more than a day this time round. Hopefully they'll be released in time. Anyway, we'll see you next time. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, remember, email gaming at nakedscientist.com. 